and welcome to another episode of Expedition Marriage. I am Chris, and as you all may have already heard, I'm here with my <laughs> lovely bride, Jamie, and we are glad that you're joining us again for another episode. We love that you're here, and we want to talk about some bad trades in marriage today. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, we're trading all the time, right? We're, we are. We're, life is full of trade-offs, and if you don't think that they are, well, then I'm glad that you're listening. <laughs> yeah, then you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're glad you're here because you definitely need to, to be here listening to this. Because we've said this before, whenever you're saying yes to something, mm-hmm. you're saying no to something else. That's right. So for those of you who don't like to say no, well, you are mm-hmm. every time you say yes to something. It's, That's right. Life is always full of trade-offs. You can't get around that. Now let's look at some trade-offs in the past. <laughs> We've got the, the famous trade-off that Joshua had, had proposed in Joshua 24, where he was talking to the Israelites, and he was telling them, hey, to choose this day who you're mm-hmm. going to serve. Right? Because here's the trade-off. He said, look, if serving the Lord doesn't seem like it's something that's desirable, you don't have to, Yeah. but yeah. choose now. Mm-hmm. Are you going to serve the Lord, enter into the promised land, right? And mm-hmm. have the things that he promised mm-hmm. along with the trials to get them. Right along with the testing, the the, the fighting, and all that, it wasn't mm-hmm. just going to be just just handed to you. Or are you going to have to serve the gods of Egypt, mm. so to speak? The, right, the world. Are you right. going to go after the things of the world? And even Jesus, in Matthew four, when he had the, the great temptation, where he was being tempted in the wilderness at the beginning mm-hmm. of his ministry, by the enemy by Satan. Yeah, in a very vulnerable place. Very vulnerable place. He mm-hmm. was in the wilderness. He had been fasting for 40 days. So you know that he was absolutely in a more weakened position, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Fully God, fully man. Yeah. And well, for a man to be hungry oh, for yeah. 40 days is, is a big deal. I, I was just thinking, just many of you listening probably know what it's like in your house if you've gone past dinner time. <laughs> And and, yeah. and dinner is not ready, right? So so compound that forty days. Yeah, Sunday after church, <laughs> deciding where you're going to eat. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, our most hangry moments. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We have the enemy is throwing out these different temptations. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, hey, look at all the kingdoms of the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can have that if you just are going to worship me. So here's the temptation mm. of power. This is the temptation where Jesus knew that, hey, he could bypass a lot suffering. of the suffering mm-hmm. he was going to have, a lot of the trials, right? He could mm-hmm. bypass crucifixion. The enemy didn't know that, right? Jesus knew what he was up against if he could just rule the world, right? Just get to that yeah. instead of taking the other path. But no, he chose mm-hmm. to have no other gods before him. And to take the the route of sacrifice, mm. to take the route of service, and to be a servant to others, so much onto death on the cross. Right. So there's a trade for us. And so just in case you've forgotten what was given to you by Jesus making mm-hmm. a trade, that was a huge trade on our part. Yeah. And I think the enemy always makes these nice offers. Yeah. Yeah. He wraps everything with a bow, a shiny point. paper, mm-hmm. makes this great offer of look at all the kingdoms you could have. Yeah. Look at all this relief you could have. How, look at all yeah. this pleasure you could have. And how easy it could be. Yes, mm-hmm. it's much easier. And then he'll give that to you. But as soon as he gives, he begins to take away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And God's way, when we choose God's way, it often works the flip opposite. 
It's like, I know this is going to be hard. This is going to require more suffering, more difficulty, more challenges, won't be as easy. But in the end, it's all going to be worth it. Yeah, you'll be the better for it. You'll be the yes. better situation for it. And it will be richer and fuller and more complete. Yes. And so let's not underestimate how real temptations can be Mm-mm. for those choices. But we also have to fall back on the scripture that, that tells us every single temptation we have God has provided a way out. Absolutely. And yeah, so we, we are without excuse in making these decisions and these trades. Yeah, you hear that, people? Without excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus was there starving mm-hmm. for 40 nights, 40, 40 days, right. like that, I, I'd be using that as an excuse. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'd be like, look, I'm hungry. I will do whatever I need to do. I can make the stones into bread. Yes. Yeah, probably one of the best bread I'll ever have. Exactly. Yeah. But but that's not what scripture tells us. Mm-mm. Scripture says that there's a temptation and that is what the enemy does. He deceives us mm-hmm. into thinking he has the better option for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has the quicker option for us. And so I want to share, like, we, you know, you should be familiar with, with Esau, Jacob and Esau. Right. And I want to share out of Genesis 25, because this is an example of a bad trade <laughs> in the Bible, because those are in there too. Mm-hmm. Now it says, once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. Now I'm going to add the emotions here because there's quite a few exclamation parts Mm -hmm. in here, marks in here. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That's why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is a birthright to me? (laughs) <laughs> but but Jacob said, you appreciate the acting? I do. Yeah. <laughs> but Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. And so Esau despised his birthright. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking everything your father's going to leave you. Yep. Your birthright. Right. And being the firstborn. Uh-huh. Which twice is twice as more, much. Yeah. Which is more. You got that on one side. And then you've got the other side is I'm hungry for lentil soup. Lentil stew for your future. I can read that and go, Esau is a moron. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's so easy to judge that situation. Sure. And I think, you know, how... Even reading scripture with those exclamation points, like Esau, I think sometimes when we want something enough, we will exaggerate how bad of a position we're in. Oh, yeah. Like the man was just working in the... Okay, I'll give you a hard day's work outside in the heat. There's, I, Maybe I mean, he skipped lunch. Yeah, we don't know. He might be hungry. Mm-hmm. He's probably hot and tired. But to sell your birthright? Yeah. Just for a bowl of stew. And, and let's be honest, we all probably have been there. Like, we're hey, where do you want to eat? You, you mentioned, like, picking mm-hmm. up where you want to go after church on Sunday. You know, where you go. You might get to the point where, like, I will eat shoe leather if, <laughs> if you just choose where you to go. You can make a decision. <laughs> yeah, you can yes. make a decision. But, but, but to despise, and that's where, you know, he mm-hmm. despised his birthright. He felt so little of it or mm-hmm. treated it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a little better. He wasn't acknowledging the importance of it. That's right. And how he treated it was treating it like our kids would treat something nice Mm -hmm. if they just 
toss it aside. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and here's what Esau fell prey to, which is before we go judging him, which is what I instantly yeah. kind of yeah. want to do. Slow down. Before we judge him, what he fell prey to is something that we fall prey to all the time that causes us to make these bad trades in our marriage, and that's instant gratification. Yep. The enemy loves to offer us instant gratification and we begin to start living our lives for instant gratification. And when we do that, we're, we're being robbed of our spiritual blessings. Yeah. And I think our world, especially just caters to that, have it now, have it bigger, have it better, all the things, and you can get it instantly. And so we want to be aware of these things, especially in our marriage because we are making some kind of bad trades in our marriage. Yeah. Oh, sure. And there's always a fake offer at the end of it. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like, here, I'm going to give you this thing, and I'm going to, the enemy shows you it's going to be this big, grandiose, great thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to solve your needs. And it's it's not. No. He is the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes out of his mouth that is truthful. No. And without a cost that is going to be larger than what we thought we'd have to pay. That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some let's of these. Let's do it. Let's break some Let's of talk them. about some of these trades. The first one is, let's go right with the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I want the new car. I want the bigger house. I want this new refrigerator. I mm-hmm. want this new outfit. Whatever these things are. Easy monthly payments. Yes. And we trade that, in, we get that instant gratification, that fulfillment of having the new shiny thing for debt. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you can't afford everything that you're buying. Right. And maybe it looks like a great opportunity. Yeah, and you start conjur- conjuring all these things up in your head. But if we pay this this month and we'll be able mm-hmm. to pay it off by this time, and then all of a sudden you're swiping the card or you're signing the mortgage and you know you can't really afford it. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Mhm. We'll figure it out, I'm sure, somehow. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then as soon as you do, it's like you you get excited, you drive mm-hmm. off of that lot, and then all of a sudden the newness of that car goes away quicker than anything. Along with the worth and That's the value. Right. That's right. As and soon so as you hit that street. Yeah. That value drops. And now you have you've got this new thing mm-hmm. that loses its newness pretty immediately. And what you've gotten in return, the part of the deal that the enemy did not disclose is, well, now you have financial stress. Oh, yeah. Now you have less sleep because you have anxiety and you're worrying mm-hmm. about about how you're going to pay for things or you're regretting that you made that decision or now you have mm-hmm. to work more yeah. in order to pay, pay it off. Got to put in overtime. Hey, we bought it in the winter when the electric bills weren't so high. Now it's summer and the electric bills are, electric bills are twice mm-hmm. as high. What, what yeah. am I going to pay? Yeah, and so debt, it is very appealing to swipe a card and have it now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel like you're spending money. No, because you're not. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. You're just swiping a card. It doesn't feel like it's real. Right, and so that can, mm-hmm. financial issues in a marriage can really wreak some havoc and now, cause some damage. Which is a big one, because the issue with finances aren't, aren't whether you have too much or too little, too much, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's how you're communicating about them and what you're doing with finances. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you're bridling yourself with overwhelming debt, the stress that's going to come along with that is mm-hmm. just going to rip apart, rip you apart. Yeah. And we've 
honestly, mm-hmm. we've seen couples where one spouse may have a problem with this mm-hmm. and has yeah. all this financial spending and this debt and these credit cards that the other spouse doesn't know about mm. because mm. they're seeking for that fulfillment. It's going yeah. to define success in me. Yeah. And they think that having these things or, or doing these things is going to make them feel successful yeah, or look successful. if I just successful. get this new thing, if I just shop therapy yes. or what, retail therapy. Retail therapy, yeah. yeah. Then it'll just make me feel better. It'll, do, it'll mm-hmm. fix my woes. Yeah, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a scam. It's a scam. scam. So let's talk about another one. And we're talking about the big ones first because they're they're so destructive Mm -hmm. and they're such horrible trades. Let's talk about pornography. Yep. That's a horrible trade. It's a horrible trade. And the enemy says, just watch this Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel better. You've yeah. had a horrible, stressful day. Oh, yeah. You You've, you need to relax. You need some pleasure. Just, yes. You know, you and, and, and your your spouse, they're not, you all haven't been getting along. You're mm-hmm. not feeling close. This yeah. will bring you a, a, a release. This will bring you a mm-hmm. comfort, and you'll feel so much better. It'll just wash. Yeah. And it's no big deal. The, you know, the, yeah, it's no Everybody's big deal. doing yeah, it. It's, it's normal. It's, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a computer. It's not like a relationship. Right. And it is a horrible setup for addiction, Mm -hmm. for enslavement. Yes. You know, you will become a slave to pornography, to Mm -hmm. a screen quicker than anything. Right. But you also get, you get that momentary pleasure, Mm -hmm. but you also get disconnection from your wife or from your husband. husband. I mean, primarily it's the men, you know, but it, it can be the other way around as well. And you're now bonding with a screen, yep. which means you're no longer bonding with, with your, your spouse. spouse. And now you have guilt. Shame. Yes, you have shame. You have division. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're bonding with a screen and not your spouse, mm-hmm. well, the screen's the yeah. insider. Your spouse is an outsider. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start treating them like an outsider. Yes. And when you get when you mm-hmm. go down that rabbit hole of where pornography ultimately takes you, you get to where you're living a life where is all you're thinking about is the next time you can view it. Oh, sure. And now your mind, now your everyday life is consumed yeah. with this relationship you have with a screen. And it takes That's not away, even real. Oh, not yeah. It's not mm-hmm. real. And it takes away the luster of life in general. That's right. It defiles mm-hmm. your marriage bed. And it defiles your relationship with God. Right. And what the enemy says is all he says is this will make you feel better. It's no big deal. Everybody's doing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. He's full of garbage. He's the same one who turns around and goes, what's wrong with you? Yes. Why don't you have any kind of self-control? As soon as you give in to it, then he, yes, that is such a great point. Yeah. Yeah. He's behind both of them. He's behind Mm -hmm. the luxurious offer that's fake. And he's also behind the shame when you take it. And the condemnation. Yes. So bad. So bad. So those are some big ones. Yeah. Those Those are are some big ones that affect marriages. Those are some of the big ones that are talked about. Mm -hmm. One of the bigger ones that's not so much talked about, avoidance. Yes. Right? It kind of goes a little along Mm -hmm. with this idea of this escapism. Uh This, I don't want to have to deal with the issues, the problems. Right. And I wanted to just kick the can down the road. Yeah. If you want peace, Mm -hmm. it'll be more peaceful if you just sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Just don't bring it up. No. You know, it'd just be better if you just don't even talk about that. Then you won't argue and then, Mm -hmm. then, then you'll be okay. Yeah. Then, Then things will be all right. Yeah. And I don't think we're realizing that that is a trade. Mm-hmm. We are trading a temporary artificial peace yeah. for long-term turmoil. Oh, yeah. 
because when you're sweeping it under the rug, you're having to walk over that rug. Mm. You know, when you're mm-hmm. carrying, when you're not dealing with these problems, you're carrying them around. That is anything but peaceful. Yeah. Well, how big of an elephant is acceptable to be in your room? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really, that's might be the question is how big is it, it how big can I let this elephant get and it still mm-hmm. be acceptable? Because yeah. we think that we're, we're, the lie is, oh, you're going to have peace. The lie is, you're, mm-hmm. this is how we keep peace. The yeah. reality is, you're, it's not real peace. You're, you're not being a peacemaker, you're being a peace faker. Yes. It's not real peace. It's peace yeah. at all costs. It will build resentments. It will tear down and erode trust. Yeah. And the enemy mm-hmm. does not, that's not a sales pitch. Mm-mm. That's not a sales pitch. Well, bridge. and not to mention kicking this can down the road mm-hmm. and not testing your marriage, not pushing into mm. some of these, you'll start to fear whether or not your marriage can survive. Yeah. I don't know if our marriage can handle having yeah. a, an argument about this or a discussion about this or this. Yeah. Net. The discussions get smaller and smaller. So oh, it's yeah. that back to that lunch decision in the car. Right. I'll just go wherever he or she wants to go because mm-hmm. now I've, I'm training myself that our marriage can't withstand any kind of right. problems. If we have conflict mm-hmm. about even where we go for lunch, that could cause the marriage to fall apart. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a horrible trade. It's a horrible trade. And so we really need to open our eyes to some of these things. And here's another one. Mm -hmm. And this is one that's like, it can be really destructive in a marriage is the angry outburst. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is a choice, by the way, you do not have to act on your anger. No, you can be angry. Mm -hmm. That's not a sin. Acting on it is. Paul even says to be angry, but don't Mm -hmm. sin in your anger, Mm -hmm. right? Having anger, like you're saying, is not a sin. Mm-hmm. Acting out in your anger is sinful. Right. And and the, the offer in that is kind of like power control. Mm-hmm. What's like, you, you can take charge of this. You can be in control when you're ang- angry because right. anger feels powerful. Yeah. You can't talk to me like that and I will set everything straight and I'll fix this right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is, is... Anger feels powerful, but it's actually the mm-hmm. weakest position you can be in. Absolutely. You are giving up all of your control. Yep. You're allowing your spouse to control you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Or and your children. That's right. Whoever mm-hmm. it is, or the guy on the road. Yeah. You know, I mean. Stop <laughs> stepping on my toes there. Let, let's be honest. And so, mm-hmm. and then the trade-off, like you get that power, that surge of power. Mm-hmm. You get the control. You get the relief. But what you've also done is open the door for fear mm-hmm. and a lack of safety to enter your marriage. Sure. Well, and personal shame. Yes. And guilt. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I chose not to, to have self-control. Yeah. I lack self-control. And so I'm not a person who's able to handle myself. Yeah. And this is one that is for husbands and wives. And wives, yeah. Have an issue with this. Mm-hmm. And it's an issue worthy of working on because it is when you give in to anger... You are making a horrible trade Mm, in your marriage mm -hmm. and you're inviting all these things in and anger is one of those things you can control it. And we know that because as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you who Mm -hmm. is gifting you with self-control. Yes. You get to decide if you're going to use it or not. And so anger is not one of those things you want to make a trade for. No. And like you're saying, it's going to tear apart the relationship. Your spouse is not going to feel Mm -hmm. safe around you and they're not going to open up 
even if just the small, the smaller shout outs and, and all that, mm-hmm. they're going to like, well, I'm not going to be opening up about this stuff. Cause if you're going to start snapping at me for this stuff or, yeah. or then forget it. And you all have less yeah. and less that you're dealing with and, and sharing and the relationship just withers. Yeah. It's a control in your marriage that you actually don't want. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. And so last one we're going to talk about is being right. Mm. All of mm-hmm. that right fighting. It's such a common issue. I was horrible. I was horrible at this. And mm-hmm. I just really struggled with apologizing for anything, with humility, being humble. And I just needed to be right to show that I had approval. I needed the acknowledgement that I was right because mm-hmm. I hated being wrong. Yeah. I was told I was wrong my whole life. Right. And that was that was mm-hmm. a trigger thing for me. Sure. Well, that's a lot, that's where the I guess weird thing if you want to say it mm-hmm. is a lot of people who are right fighting, they're not fighting just to be right, they're fighting not to be wrong. wrong. Yes. They're fighting not to be the one to blame, right? Mm-hmm. Not to be the one whose fault it is again. And even that defensiveness yeah. You might not think that's right fighting, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's I'm trying to put myself, trying to convince you how I'm not wrong or, or how I'm not the yeah. one to blame or let me let get you to see this my way or mm-hmm. get it off of me versus going, hey, you know what? Maybe this, no one has mm-hmm. to be right. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like the temptation is the offer is you can be right mm. and you will be acknowledged and approved and understood all of those things. But what you will also do is make your spouse a loser. Yes. How good are you going to feel knowing that you've made your spouse a loser? Is that really a win? Mm-mm. That's not a win at all. And and that's where the shame is enters in as well. Mm-hmm. All of these, the shame sure. will enter in with it. But when I'm making you wrong all the time and when I'm always right... That's division between us. Oh, yeah. That absolutely breaks the relationship. I'm not making you feel good in our marriage. We're not building each Mm -hmm. other up. We're not encouraging one another. We're not doing anything to make our relationship stronger. Right. I can't help but think of the movie Matilda. I'm big, you're little. (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. Right? You know, that kind of that that mentality Mm -hmm. is, well, why do you even want to engage with that? You don't. And and the slow fade happens, and Mm. it's just... Mm -hmm. So... We've got to be making better decisions in our marriage. And I think step number one is being aware that you're making a choice going right back to where we started. You know, when, when you say yes to something, when you choose Mm -hmm. to act upon something, to swipe that card, to do something, you are at the same turn saying no to something else. Right. And a lot of these decisions in our marriage, we're saying no to what God has for us. Mm. When we lash out in anger, mm-hmm. we're saying no to a blessing from the Lord. Missing out. In our marriage. That's yeah. right. And so to sum all of this up, we want to be couples who choose what God wants for us. And going back to Joshua, let's choose who we're going to serve. Yeah, play the long game. Yeah, we're going to align with the enemy mm-hmm. or we're going to align with God and serve him. And so in light of what we talked about today, choose what you can afford. Don't swipe the cards. Choose what you can afford. Choose to only have eyes for your spouse. Amen. That's as black and white, cut and dry as it gets. You have eyes for your spouse, and that's it. Make that decision and choose to deal with issues. Mm -hmm. If anything comes up, don't avoid it. Choose 
to deal with your stuff. Right, absolutely. And the more you practice that, the easier it gets. And then also choose to have self-control. Yeah. You do not have to fall prey to anger. Mm -mm. If you need some help with that, get it. There's plenty of help out there. There's plenty of help for all of us. That's right. And you can have it. That's a biblical truth. You are able to have self-control. And then lastly, choose humility. Yes. Pride, man, it comes before the fall. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's as simple as that. It never serves a marriage well. Bad stuff. And so use these things and apply them in your marriage. Take note that you're making trades, that these are decisions you're making. Now, before we go, we just want to thank you for reviewing us. Mm -hmm. We love Mm -hmm. hearing from you, and we've got a review to share with you. This one comes from Brooke. She says, amazing couple, which I love that. Love that. (laughs) My husband and I love this podcast. Chris and Jamie are so relatable and fun. So we appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. We would love it. If you like this episode or any of the episodes we've dropped, would you take the two minutes to leave us a review? Let us know what you think and, Mm -hmm. and just... Share some love with us because we're here for it and it helps us grow, which helps other married couples grow. Right. And that is what we're all about. And so to wrap it all up, you're always going to have decisions to make in your marriage. But before you make them, play out the whole story. Yeah. See what really is behind that fake offer. Mm -hmm. See and examine what the trade is that you're making because it's only when you make good trades in your marriage that you can enjoy the journey. Mm